Hello friends, welcome back to my podcast, Healthwise and Author Talk with Simi Kirao, where we dive into medicine, wellness, books, and more. Please be aware that all content in this podcast is for information purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Always contact your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. For those who are new to my podcast, let me briefly introduce myself. I am Simi K. Rao. I'm a practicing physician. I'm an internist and I primarily work in the hospital setting. I'm also a published author of four novels and my newest book is a collection of poems and short stories. The topic for today is my teen is driving me crazy. Adolescence, understanding adolescence, a period of storm and stress. Why parents go crazy parenting adolescents. I'm very excited to introduce my guest today, um, Deepika Pawar. We met not that long ago and feels like I've known her for years. Deepika Pawar is a counselor and a family therapist. Um, and I will let her introduce herself a bit more. Go ahead, Deepika. Um, thank you for having me, Sami. And it's a pleasure to be in conversation with you. Um, I'm a counselor and a family therapist. And I think I've been very fortunate to begin my career with uh, an eminent psychiatrist in Delhi, Dr. Jitin Ranakpal at uh, Mulchan Medicity Hospital. And... Um, He's done a lot of research and he realized that uh, adolescence is a phase uh, which is very turbulent because adolescents face a lot of uh, challenges. So I had the opportunity to deal with a lot of adolescent population and the challenges, difficulty in coping with the situations. Uh, so that helped me, you know, develop an interest in this developing in in the adolescent population and um, i have also been a trainer for teachers of army public school and navodaya school pan india and uh, my job was to help them identify if the adolescents are undergoing any kind of emotional stress or trauma and that would get exhibited in their behavior because uh, students try, they, they, they spend a lot of time in schools and parents are not able to identify these cues. And um, apart from this, I have also done my thesis in the counseling needs in adolescents. So this topic is very close to my heart, Sami. Well, that's wonderful to hear. And I think you are probably one of the best people that we can uh, talk to um, for advice and information on this topic. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, my teen is driving me crazy. Is It is a very familiar phrase, and every parent can relate to this. Um, actually, Deepika, let me tell you, before we came on, uh, on to you know, this podcast to talk about this, I actually posted... Um, my teen is driving me crazy uh, mm -hmm. on Facebook in, you know, in our group HealthWise, just yeah. to see, gauge what the, you know, reaction is uh, from the mm -hmm. community. 
And as expected, uh, there was quite a bit of reaction and uh, it seemed to empathize with it. And, uh, you know, because they are all parents and they have teens at home. So I feel that this is a very uh, good topic and uh, everybody is probably very curious to get an idea what's going on in a teen's life and um, how we as parents can help them. Um, my teen is rebellious, reckless, irrespons irresponsible. I ask them to do something and they do the exact opposite. They're mm -hmm. angry all the time. They don't want to hear what I say. They won't do their homework. They want to hang around with their friends all the time. And when I ask them something, they bang the door on my face. <laughs> I'm perplexed, my sweet yeah. child, where is he or she, and who is this new person in my mm -hmm. house? Yeah. So today, talking to you, I hope we can get some tools and help understand our, you know, uh, adolescent child and, uh, you know, learn mm -hmm. to engage with them better. So let's start with uh, a defin some definitions. What is adolescence? Uh, Semi-adolescence is basically a transition between childhood and adulthood. And that is why we call it an age of storm and stress. You know, this is the time when a child is no longer a child. You know, we are preparing the person to take up adult responsible life. So there's a saying which says that adolescence begins in biology and it ends in culture. When we uh, first decided to talk about something and you suggested this topic, I actually went back and thought about my own experience uh, with, uh, uh, you know, adolescence. Uh, you know, it's been a while, but and I haven't thought about it much at all. Mm -hmm. But when you suggested this, I, you know, I, I went back to think about it. And um, let me tell you, uh, my adolescence was uh, not a happy time for me um, and uh, I absolutely hated the physical changes. I hated puberty um, and I think that is uh, pretty um, not uncommon, uh, especially for girls, I must say, um, you know, these big, big changes that we have to face, um, um, you know, having periods, um, you know, developing um, a bust. Uh, and it was, uh, you know, for me, it was extremely stressful. I was embarrassed. I was uh, self-conscious. I felt that people were looking at me all the time and I wanted to hide, you know. And okay. uh, to tell you the truth, at that moment, I, I actually felt I would give anything to be a boy. I wanted to <laughs> change my gender. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know? um, and uh, it's true that, you know, at those, in those times, you know, we were, uh, we were born in the similar times and um, we didn't have uh, much preparation, uh, you know, in school. You know, it was not like this, what you expect. So I think if I had known much about what to expect, you know, not just the physical changes, but the social changes, I would have been better prepared. But um, so I, you know, dressed as myself as a tomboy because I don't want to be identified as a girl. So 
I wore, you know, loose shirts and jeans, absolutely no jewelry or makeup. And I didn't like how I looked. I felt the freedom of movement was uh, restricted as soon as, you know, the changes started. And, um, you know, also the, the only good thing I had, I must say, is that I was pretty focused on my academics. So I didn't get, you know, this... Even though it was a distraction, it was there for me. Um, I didn't let it, you know, bother me uh, that much. But I, but I think that is not true for everyone. So, what do you have to say about this? Uh, well, um, I can say that I was a little fortunate in the sense that I was the youngest in the family, and mm. it was an all-female family, and I had three elder sisters. So I was uh, mentally prepared, you know, by not right. just my mother, but even my sisters. But I was very discomforted when I started chumming and um, very thought Chum of you know, having periods That's true. for having periods. Yeah. And I was not very really comfortable at all. I was very embarrassed and I would try to avoid this and if at all there was a period leak and I had to go to the sick room, I was embarrassed to go because everybody knew that she she has a reason to go right. to the sick room. And uh, I started slouching. And uh, so, yes, it was not a very comfortable time. Though and also, I was, it uh, almost fe- feels like you said, you know, everybody knows that there is a reason she's going to the sick room. It's almost like, you know, people are pointing fingers at you you know it's not like it's not almost it's not treated as it's just another thing you know like a physiological thing it's almost like okay you have done something wrong so right you know and if we didn't I feel that if we you know talk about it a little more and treat it as a normal thing people Mm. won't you know children won't be as traumatized as some of them are yeah, because we were not so vocal about these changes during those days. Right. We, were, right. we were supposed to be very quiet about such things. Right, right. So uh, I, I'm sure times are changing, but, uh, you know, and, um, you know, the more we talk about these things, um, you know, at home and in school and prepare our children for, you know, these changes which are bound to come, uh, we'll prepare them better. Um, you know, uh, and let them know that this is just a normal thing that happens. So, um, and uh, yeah, we, this is part of the changes. We know a lot of changes are happening during this phase. Uh, So what are, what other changes are happening during this period? Can you elaborate a little bit? Uh, Adolescents actually, is a time when there is rapid developmental change. That's the reason you see that uh, parents feel that I can't relate to my own child. And um, a child now is capable of producing a child. So during adolescence, what happens is there is rapid physiological change and the growth is very fast around this Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And you would see that uh, there is rapid gain in height, there is rapid gain in weight and amongst girls we see that uh, there's widening of hips and that boys we see that there is broadening of shoulders 
And apart from that, we see that uh, the sex organs grow in size. So the girls would have um, a developed breast and boys would uh, start with their spermache, which is the first ejaculation. And the girls would have the beginning of their menstrual period, which is called menarche. And right. uh, at times you have early maturers. Boys like to be, uh, you know, amongst the early maturers. Like mm. they have facial hair and girls, they are genetically differently wired. They, they want to be amongst the late maturers for that matter. And um, apart from this, you know, we, there's this cognitive development. They develop skills for reasoning and we feel that they've started questioning us, but that's because they have reasoning skills now. They won't obey right. unless and until they're given um, some, some justification or an explanation. They would want to have their own code of ethics. And um, apart from this, you know, uh, we see a lot of social changes. Uh, when you're growing up during adolescence, you, the, the society and the family also has certain expectations as per your gender as well. Like girls are expected to be uh, a little soft and quiet, whereas the boys are supposed to be more aggressive. So they have to conform to those norms as well. So there's social development. And uh, they need to set a balance between the family as well as the peer, because now the peer group becomes very important for for an adolescent. That and is apart from that, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. They and uh, you know sometimes I've heard my friends say and um, parents say that you know uh, they you know some time ago my child used to enjoy uh, spending time with me and now they don't want to do that anymore and they uh, you know they want to stay away they want to you know hang around with their friends so uh it's a it's a difficult and confusing time um uh, right but uh you know risk-taking behavior mm -hmm. like drugs and alcohol and you know driving fast right. and things like that yeah yeah well uh what Parents need to understand if they have a teenage child, you know, mm -hmm. that it is very important developmental milestone to be part of a peer group. And why parents dislike uh, that, that that child is spending more time with friends rather than with family, uh, especially because they feel, you know, my child was so obedient. My child would always hang hang out at home only would would want to be with the parents would want to be with the family but now suddenly my child wants to spend a lot of time with his or her friends at times there is a conflict at home and there are so many cases that would come to our opd we would see that the parents were not very happy and there was a conflict especially when there was a discrepancy between values which were cherished at home and values which a teenager's peer group has. But what the family needs to understand is that the peer group is a support system for an adolescent. And right. they, they get an opportunity to share, you know, their ideas, their thoughts. And since there's a lot of anxiety, since a lot of changes are happening, they are probably not open to talk about these changes with their family, especially right. in India. Uh, Parents don't want to talk about these changes. So they mm -hmm. feel there is a comfort level 
with their peers. And if you don't have friends, then, you know, an adolescent would be very isolated, would feel very low confident, would, would be very lonely. So peer group or being part of a peer group is really important because that helps to shape the personality of an adolescent. So, so parents uh, need to understand. Yeah, I can understand that because, you know, if you are interacting with your peers, uh, people of your own age, yeah. You, you know, you can actually talk as a friend and uh, not be afraid of feeling judged in any right. way. Correct. So, um, and also, don't you think um, if you have a very good peer group, like mm -hmm. um, you are more likely to, uh, you know, uh, be out of harm's way, but also a bad peer group can also influence you to do, um, you know, bad things. and. Um, take part in harmful um, behavior yeah actually there's a lot of um, if, you, if you see a lot of bollywood movies uh, mm -hmm. you see that uh, you know smoking or drinking or driving fast that that's glamorized sex is glamorized and they see that if somebody in my group is doing that and to be part of that group i need to do this they would mm -hmm. definitely do that because right. they have to be part of a group. And uh, yes, yeah. to, to, to have an independent identity, which is, uh, which is an important milestone that an adolescent has to have, to mm -hmm. have that identity, you need to detach yourself a little from your parents. Otherwise, you see, even when, when these adolescents enter adulthood, they are so dependent upon their parents. My parents will dis decide the stream. My parents will decide my future career. So it's very important to have their own identity. And this identity develops when they are with their friends. But there has to be a supervision of the, by the parents. And they need to know who their friends are, whom they are hanging out with. And it's important to give them information. They should be armed with information. And that's the duty of parents to tell them mm -hmm. what are the pros and cons. And why is it not good to be, you know, part of a particular group, especially if they are getting into drugs or they're getting into smoking or maybe drinking. Right, right. And um, what is, uh, you know, like, there's a big change between, you know, a child and, uh, you know, obviously I think hormones plays a big role in, in you know, because there's a surge of um, testosterone in, in boys, especially in this age. So yeah. uh, does that play a big role in, you know, behavioral changes, uh, you know, in addition to obvious physical changes? Yeah, correct. Because during this phase, what happens is uh, there is a temporary imbalance of the whole endocrine system. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason we see that uh, they experience a lot of mood swings. And it right. is not that they're doing it by design, but there is a lot of anxiety amongst mm -hmm. the adolescents because they are not able to figure it out. And there are a lot of changes happening simultaneously. And more than the changes, you know, uh, I feel that the expectations from the family also builds up. You know, you're no longer a child. Try to behave like an adult. Right. So right. This, this adds on to their anxiety. There may be some girls, you know, who have uh, not had their periods. So that, that may be causing a lot of stress. Or maybe she's been asked to see a gynecologist 
or maybe she has to go in for a hormone therapy. You as a doctor can maybe talk more about that. But it, it's a very difficult phase for, for the adolescents and there are a lot of stresses during this time. There's peer pressure, then they have to be part of a particular group. Maybe they are being bullied, uh, which is of very course. common. Which yes, is yes. Very, very common. There could be sibling rivalry because maybe the parents are trying to uh, sort of uh, tell you that your brother is doing better than you or maybe your sister is doing better than you. And there's, there's, there's cutthroat competition. There's confusion regarding which stream to opt, confusion regarding what future career. Then they have to perform in schools. They have a lot of homework, assignments, then tuitions, and then plus changes in the body, there could be relationship issues that they are facing because now they develop an interest in the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. They, they have a lot of stressors as adolescents and it is very important that parents need to empathize with their child and understand that the child is definitely going through a lot of changes and is not able to understand um so it's pretty natural like when uh, when you know we see uh, children um you know acting rebellious uh, you know disobeying being argumentative uh, being angry and generally yeah. kind of being difficult it's it's not just it's not because they want to be like that it's it's kind of that's what's happening in their bodies and they're pretty much uh, you know uh, kind of uh, obligated or by design that uh, you know this is happening and uh, that's how they are reacting it's not that they are you know uh, bad in any way or they are doing it on purpose it's just you know it's those changes happening in their bodies right yeah yeah those changes are universal they're just happening and 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 the parents need to understand that if there is a disagreement it is important that they need to reason out things now. Earlier when pre-adolescence, you know, a child would follow what the parents are saying. But right. since now uh, there is cognitive development, they can reason things, they can reflect, you know. And so it's important for parents to be more responsible, you know, rather than trying to force their opinion, it is important to take the opinion of the child as well while taking a decision, making a schedule, and whatever you're doing, let there be some reasonable amount right. of negotiation. Right, because, um, you know, giving the child that uh, respect um, that, yes, you you are growing up and you have the ability, you have the intelligence uh, to actually make decisions for yourself. And, uh, uh, you know, and it's not just the parents who are, you know, doing things for them. Uh, you yeah. think that should definitely help with that interaction your parents need to understand that um, since we are preparing this phase is preparing an adolescent for um, a very responsible adult life right. so we have to give them certain responsibilities we have to coach them and tell them we are bound to make mistakes but it's important to learn from your mistakes rather than trying to tell the child, if you would be going here, these are the problems that you're going to face. Let the child face those problems and let the child come back and tell you, see, I went to the post office. I was not able to do this. And it's important, you know, to make them feel uh, that they are responsible enough to take certain tasks 
and we have to give them certain roles in the house you know which are which require certain responsibility i feel they they want to feel uh, that they are they are mature enough though they need certain information and some some help from the family but let them feel that you know they are responsible to take certain decisions especially decisions about their own streams what they want to do and uh, now they would want to be on the internet and find about different um, areas different disciplines in different colleges and universities unlike our times when our parents would do that work for us and uh, they they're more aware and they have more information and in each public lecture i say this is not the age of just smartphones and smart televisions it's it's an age of smart children you know right. they are they're smarter generation they are more equipped with knowledge they're more equipped with information they they would probably know more than us when we were adolescents and we have to trust them that is true yeah i think uh, as you said uh, trust is a big big uh, you know factor here that you know learning to trust your teen and uh, you know uh, you know giving that that um, ability to make their decisions and make mistakes as well and learn from their mistakes um and you're you're right that you know um when we were there you know the we didn't have as much information as children growing up have um, like the internet cell phones etc and so uh, often i'm surprised that my daughter frequently knows a lot more about various mm-hmm. things than i do and i often seek her out uh, for help uh, yeah. for many things so i think that is important involving them in um, you know uh, seeking their advice sometimes and uh, you know um, you know that uh, that mutual give and take is important right. instead of just give 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 all the time or control all the time maybe you uh, sh- your kid can help you with certain things and they will feel good about themselves that hey this yeah. look here i i did something for my dad or mom mm-hmm. or you know someone absolutely absolutely and it's very important that you know uh, as as parents of adolescents it's it's very important to praise them right. and to to praise them in words as well as in action you mm-hmm. have to make them feel important because at times in most of the cases and most of the clients that would come at our opd uh, i would see that uh, a child would be you know emotionally distanced from from the parents and uh, that's when um, you know parenting and the parenting style and the kind of family you come from that really matters earlier we would have extended joint families everyone staying together we never had any counseling needs and when we were adolescents right. because right. we had our siblings and we had our seniors who would help us cope with situations but now right. you see there's disintegration of joint families and if a child is feeling lonely now now you know the family size is reducing and right. uh, parents now opt for just one child policy so you know so like frequently uh, uh, in the past moms were staying at home and dads were going to work yes. now both mom and parents are working so they don't right. even have for yeah. to spend time with their children yes so now we have dual you uh, know couples and mothers are not there to supervise the child you right. they, they can provide you know all the finances and everything that's required but you you need that support because family eventually uh, is the 
ultimate uh, support for any any child you know irrespective of the age so you're a pillar of strength so the parents have to be emotionally available and obviously right, right. our life has become so difficult that parents are so so involved you know in their careers and then they have to come back and do the household chores so they don't get time so to say with a child they so don't have time to if... spend with the child you know to talk yes. about how the day went on and you know did you yeah. have uh, you know what did you do today in school and did you have any problems and things like yeah. that yeah 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 so it's it's very important that parents are connected they they should be connected even while they're away it, it's nice you just make a schedule for your child and schedule certain activities You so basically communication after that you do the this. lines of communication and open yes that's really important that's that's very important and it's very important to have pretty conducive environment during this phase if you mm-hmm. see that uh, the parents are unhappy the the couple has a lot of you know marital discords and right. there is there is abuse of some kind uh, and and so, uh, and a uh, child is witnessing what, so what is the child what's going on in the child's brain when you know they see things happening at home you know uh, fights and and sometimes even worse than fights what what is the child going through uh there are a lot of emotional responses when when we see that uh, that there's a student coming with conduct disorder to us mm-hmm. uh, the most important thing that we have to do is to find out you know where the problem lies you can't be pointing fingers it's important to see uh, the family structure because family really is very important and if there is a happy couple you know and the child is that that helps in developing personality that mm-hmm. helps in developing a very confident child but if a child is witnessing a lot of abuse at home you know that would trigger a lot of emotions a child may become very very aggressive and very assertive and may try to bully the students at school so mm. they are not able to verbalize the hurt it is their behavior right uh, or right. their actions which actually they try to speak through their behavior if they are angry right. with their father they'll shout back they will try to you know have an argument because they are not able to verbalize their feelings so parents so have to be they are not able to cautious tell their dad at home you know yes. fight with their dad they just go out in school or with their friends and you know yeah act out their anger and their frustration so basically it's like acting out yeah 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 so basically any any kind of conduct disorder any kind of behavioral issue that's a manifestation of something emotional that that's happening deep inside and it's it's very important that parents and now we take help of the teachers mm-hmm. uh, and we expect them to help the parents understand you know and and to to be able to identify if a child is going through any kind of emotional disturbances so it it's important for uh, for for a family to involve the teachers because they are the ones who are the first ones to be able to identify if a child has some issue because the child would probably not want to go to school or maybe the child is not able to complete his or her homework or right. i should be calling an adolescent a child uh, we should be calling them adolescent only they 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 don't want to participate in any activities sami if there is 
any recreational activity, any kind of sport or dance happening, they would want to be lonely. At times, we, we see that they have certain psychosomatic disorders. They will be complaining of pains and aches and uh, their test performance would be very poor and they would be securing a very, very low grade. Or at times, you know, they're very irritable and stubborn and aggressive and they start picking up fights with their schoolmates or maybe start troubling the teachers. So when, when, when a child is exhibiting, these are certain cues one needs mm -hmm. to actually understand as to what the real problem is. Is, is right. the family really happy? Or is mm -hmm. the child not able to have uh, a normal conversation at home? Or maybe mm -hmm. at times it is the parenting style, Sunny, which causes right. a lot of problem. Like there are times, you know, we have to have a, an authoritative parenting style, which is very democratic. You know, mm -hmm. you, the parents, they make very reasonable demands for mature behavior. They will try and set limits for their children and they would insist on obedience. But at the same time, you know, they will express a lot of warmth, a lot of affection. And they would try and listen patiently to the child's point of view. They would encourage participation in family decision making. So such adolescents would be very happy. They would be very self-confident and they would be self-controlled and so uh, I mean, like setting um, boundaries or curfews, saying like no, no cell phones at the dinner table, or you know, no cell phone after right. say ten p.m. or giving a time limit. You have you they give you give them your their cell phones, but at the same time tell them you cannot use it beyond a certain time. Or so that you give them that control. You don't yes. take that control, but still you tell them. This is yeah. what is acceptable, right? Hmm. Correct, correct. Because if, if the parents try to get uh, uh, very demanding, you know, that there's a parenting style when, when, when the parent is very authoritarian, you know, the, mm -hmm. the parent says, you know, you have to do this. And there is a very high value on conformity. And, uh, and, 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 and they would want to reject whatever the adolescent is saying. They, they, they want the adolescent to be obeying what they are saying. You can't do that because right. otherwise at times, you know, parents resort to force and they start punishing their adolescent child. And we see that such adolescents, they turn out to be very anxious even when they enter adulthood. They're very withdrawn and they're very unhappy. And um, these, this is the time which actually shapes the personality. And... Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's important that there is a right amount of everything when, when you're parenting a child. And if you're making a schedule, then let, let, let there be an, a negotiation. And but don't try to say it's just my way. You have to do it. Because the, the adolescent would not listen. And neglect is something that an adolescent would not. And these are uh, certain... Uh, uh, things which a child or an adulthood and these things really really affect you you know very negative would be would not want to be part of any uh, group would not want to socialize wouldn't want to attend parties wouldn't be normal happy cheerful kind of a person so it's important because how a family is treating an adolescent 
would uh, shape his character, his personality, his behavior, and things that are acceptable and um, which are uh, sort of required for having a responsible adulthood. Everything gets shaped uh, during this phase. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, another thing. Um, you see a lot of uh, these uh, adolescents. You see the changes which occur, um, not just hormonal, but um, uh, I read, uh, you know, you see a lot of fear and anxiety in uh, yeah. adolescents versus children and adults. And uh, mm-hmm. in a recent article, published article by a doctor, Friedman in New York Times uh, is a renowned psychiatrist. He said that the adolescents are likely to develop anxiety and fear uh, because of the way the brain develops. The, the amygdala, which is located deep in the brain, part of the limbic system, uh, which mm-hmm. is primarily associated with emotions and fear, it actually develops faster than the prefrontal yeah. cortex, which is you know associated with reasoning. And uh, so um, you can see that a lot of kids are fearful, they are anxious, so uh, they, have, they can develop disorders like PTSD, OCD, borderline yeah. personality disorders. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, there is actually, you know, a physiological actual change happening, which is causing this, and it's not really related to just, you know, abnormal you know, they don't want, they are like that and they're, you know, uh, behaving that way because of a reason. Yeah. Um, and uh, also we wonder why if a child is anxious and fearful, why are they, um, you know, taking risks like drugs and alcohol and things like that. Apparently um, there is a reward center in the brain, which also develops faster, which is associated with risk-taking behavior. So um, that's why the biggest killers of teens is accidents and suicides and homicides. So it's kind of a weird paradox. Um, You know, they are also prone to anxiety and fear at the same time. They also like taking risks. So this is a kind of a difficult uh, situation, um, which, is very physiological, which is happening. Uh, so uh, they obviously need a lot of support, don't you think? Yeah, they need a lot of support. And at times, you know, if, if we um, try and evaluate and see why is it that a child is going towards drugs or alcohol or tobacco, uh, and there is something called, you know, having these personal fables, they feel my friend started drinking and my friend probably got addicted, but I will not. So mm-hmm. they, uh, they live in their own world um, at this age. And mm. um, it, is, it is very important to understand uh, what, what, the, what the adolescent is actually going through. And at times we see that uh, if, if uh, say, for example, uh, uh, you are seeing that, uh, because I personally had uh, a client who showed up at the OPD, and um, I, I realized, you know, there was something about his gait, and he was too feminine. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, um, he said that, uh, you know, I need to share something. That's the reason. It's very difficult. Such people don't want to ventilate, because you are very ashamed of what happened uh, with you during your adolescence and uh, what he shared was um, like his father was um, a cop 
and his father was very aggressive and very assertive and he was an alcoholic and every evening father would come home and beat up the child and the mother mm. so what happened was the child was very anxious and very fearful and he developed fear uh, at that age and it was very difficult for him to come out of that fear and he could not relate to men because mm-hmm. for him men were abusive for him men were alcoholics mm-hmm. for him men were those who would uh, try and uh, be very oppressive and inflict atrocities on their wives so he started relating to women because he would find that warmth and affection uh, from his mother because they both were you know victims of abuse right and uh, later he said that i feel that uh, i am very scared to be in a man's world he was not, not able to hold his job and he was not able to perform well so mm-hmm. parents need to understand that this is a time which is very impressionable and the fear and the anxiety which develops during adolescence they would carry it during their uh, adulthood and they are not able to perform well we had we had a girl a young girl very beautiful very gorgeous and she was suffering from social anxiety semi mm-hmm. and it was very unfortunate she was not able to talk to any of the co-workers she was not able to and half of the time what would happen is like she was scared of even going to the office every day and mm. uh, her father is a renowned doctor in delhi and uh, he asked us to you know find out and assess and finally she um, admitted that she was studying in a coed school and she was very beautiful and very good looking and she had a lot of guy friends and just because she was very popular with boys that doesn't mean you know you're in a relationship so she was bullied by the other girls because they never got that attention that she was getting from the boys and um, it so happened that she was suffering from typhoid or something and she had to stay home and they all started rumoring that she had to go in for an abortion and since then she was never normal and it's very important at this age to you know uh, make the adolescent understand that one has to be gender neutral when it comes to selecting friends just because a girl is talking to a boy that doesn't mean they are in a relationship so she that was is- a victim of bullying that's the reason she carried that social anxiety uh, even at the age of 24 mm-hmm. so um very very um you know good insights and examples that you have given us about what uh, you know potential harm can be done uh, by things which go around at home uh, you know what uh, what how it can play on on a child's uh, mind and uh, how uh, it, uh, then it reflects in in the way they behave so um excellent um excellent points um so um uh, so what advice uh, do you give parents uh, what can a parent do how do they approach their teen and, you know say they are right now uh, you know having an adolescent in the home or their their child is about to become an adolescent um what what advice would you give parents uh about you know how they should behave or how they should interact with their child 
it is very important for every parent to understand that uh, during adolescence, a child has a very strong need to be independent. They need to have their own personal space. And uh, it is important for the parents to be available, if not physically, emotionally, you have to be involved with your teenager. Try and tell them many a times, you know, that I'm always there to support you. If at all you need any kind of help, whenever there's a difficulty, because most of the time they feel that our parents are not available. They're so busy pursuing their career. And a, a very strong communication has to be there. If you find that the child is acting very weird, it's important that you sit him or her down and try and ask him what is happening. If parents are working, try to take a day off, you know, make your adolescent feel very important. You know, see, I missed my um, meeting today. It's just very important. Because for me, you are more important because this is the first need a lot of support from the family. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, try and praise them as much as possible. Reward their positive behavior. Try to reinforce a very positive behavior. If you see something, you try and correct, you know, there's something called behavior management. Mm -hmm. At times, a child's behavior could be because of some maladaptive thought. You know? My father mm -hmm. shouted at me, he scolded me because probably I am not doing academically well. And my father is praising my sister because she's academically inclined. No, probably. The reason would not be because your father doesn't like you. The reason would be you were trying to misbehave. So what happens is these are certain maladaptive thoughts a child would carry with him or her. And would feel, you know, my father dislikes me. My father hates me. Gradually, the child tries to go away from the parent. So right. it is important for a parent to try and explain his or her reaction towards a particular behavior. That we are just trying to help you build a, a nice personality, which is acceptable. You have to be cheerful, but you start shouting and screaming. Probably that's the reason I scolded you. They, mm -hmm. they, need, they need a reason for everything. I'm not saying that a parent has to give a reason for everything. But at times it is very important because this, this goes a long way. And most important thing is please avoid labeling, judging and devaluing your children. Because there's something called a self-talk. Uh, at this age, uh, what happens is when they're alone in their room, in their personal space, um, they, they try to, you know, they, there's, there's an echo. My father says you're useless. So this is a personal talk that they have, a conversation that they will have. And they will assume, you know, I'm useless. So mm -hmm. it's, it's very important to have a very positive self-talk. Uh, an adolescent needs to have a very positive self-talk. So um, the parents should, shouldn't sort of labeling, they, they, they should avoid labeling their child, uh, their teenage child, because these, these interactions that they have uh, with their child, this, this affects their psyche. And that's the right. reason a child would probably be very anxious and would be very underconfident and would feel I'm useless. You know, I won't be able to do it because my father feels I'm useless. So it's important right. to make them feel responsible, allow them certain responsibilities and trust their capability. Right, right. And um, also uh, listening to them, you know, le just let letting them speak uh, about yes. various things without being, you know, 
uh, judgmental without saying anything. You know, let them, let, like having a conversation with, say, you and me having a conversation. I just listen. And how important is that to just simply yeah. listen to your right. adolescent? Yeah, because they feel that there's nobody to listen to us. Right. Like in today's scenario, if you see that this family size is very small, just just a couple with one child, a child feels there's nobody to listen. That's the reason they go towards the peer and they they find support there instead of their families. And um, we had done a survey, you know, when I was with Dr. Jitendranath. And we had interviewed um, close to 1,000 students um, from different schools of Delhi. And we were trying to ask them, you know, whom would you um, try to um, reach out to in case there is a problem, in case you're not able to cope up with the situation? And their first response, even in my research, that's what I found, that their first response was fear. They -hmm. would not want to trust their own parents because they feel that their parents are not trusting them. Right. And uh, and what happens is uh, there's something called a positive coping to a situation, something called a negative coping. And if they feel, you know, that my father is not able to understand me, my mother is not able to understand me. So negative coping would be then going towards drugs or alcohol. This relaxes my mm-hmm. nerves and maybe yeah. I feel better this way. I'm I'm happy with a bunch of guys who drink with me. So it, it's, it's like... Uh, yeah, it's it's very important to understand your child, and it's important that you validate and you support their autonomous behavior. Help them take decisions. You know, we can provide information as parents, but don't try to impose. It's uh, important right. that uh, we help them become independent because we are preparing them for their adulthood. If they want to uh, sort of decide upon uh, a stream. Ask them to do some research and come back to the parents, you know. This is what I've decided to do. Yeah, these are the options that are available and maybe that's the reason. Just just be a support and a guide and a mentor and try to coach a child, but never try to impose. And yeah, and giving them that power, you know, like, uh, as you said, uh, the streams like coming back to you about, you know, various streams and what is the pros and giving them that power to make that decision based on, you know, the positives and the negatives rather than imposing your decision on them, uh, you know, uh, that would, you know, make them feel more self-confident in themselves. And um, as you said that, um, you know, uh, you mentioned uh, about the negative coping skills. I I actually can tell you by experience, I've seen many, you know, I see a lot of, um, you know, people who are addicted to drugs and bad consequences from that. I, when I asked them, you know, like when, what, what age did you start, you know, smoking or drinking or doing drugs? They usually tell me it's a teen years. So it makes absolute sense that, you know, as a teenager, teenager is when you seek, you know, um, outlets, you could say, um, you know, from frustrations and so on. So these things, they catch on to and then they become a habit and, you know, basically wrecks wrecks their lives. So it's so important, so important to, um, you know, give them that right support and uh, environment so that they don't um you know uh, get uh, get exposed or even if they do they don't you know it doesn't become a habit so they, 
So it, it's it's important to sort of uh, have a very um, very happy environment at home, you know, perfect um, communication. And communication mm-hmm. has to be very, very strong. Even if the child is being very rude or reckless or rebellious, but as a parent, you have to support. You have to understand that you have also gone through this phase. It was turbulent that time. It is turbulent now. In fact, it is more difficult for them at, during during these times, you know, because times are changing. Our times were different, and these times are totally different. So basically, this is a foundation foundation uh, for the adult. And so if uh, we can obviously, if we see adults around us, we can probably know what kind of <laughs> an adolescent uh, face they had uh, by yeah. by behavior and their personalities. So, um, so far, um, the talk, uh, you have uh, given us in some excellent, excellent insights and pointers about how, uh, what we can do as parents, um, you know, of teenagers. Um, so as a concluding, uh, you know, point, uh, concluding question, I would like to maybe summarize things and uh, tell us parents, like, what are the, you know, do's and don'ts uh, about, uh, you know, how we uh, interact uh, with our um, adolescents? Uh, at what can we do uh, you know, okay. and what we shouldn't do? Um, you know, just kind of a summary so that uh, what are the take home points from from this it is very important that you reward a positive behavior of your adolescent child you know because and and we need to reinforce that positive behavior so reward it and praise the child they need a lot of praises around this time if if a child uh, if an adolescent is having any kind of conflict with the parents and uh, maybe there was some faulty communication uh, it's important for the parents don't take those interactions personally. Please try and be more empathetic towards your adolescent because he try to understand them. Try to convey in clear words to your teenager that you are very important and you are there in case there is any problem. Most of the time parents assume, you know, our, our child knows that we are there for him or her. But no, at this juncture, uh, an adolescent needs a lot of uh, communication and it should be very clear con- communication. So every now and then you have to communicate, you know, that I am available for you. I'm there. There should be a lot of warmth and affection, you know, but, but that doesn't mean you have to spoil the adolescent. But it's like there should be a cordial relationship. And even if there is a conflict, let there be a conflict. And then just guide the discussion. Allow mm-hmm. the child, the adolescent, to indulge in self-reflection. Because that hasn't developed. In case of any conflict, he or she may not find any fault in his or her behavior. So it is the responsibility of the parents to help a child you know, self-reflect. But don't mm-hmm. try to judge and don't try to label or devalue. Right. And um, try to discipline them so that they conform to the society's rules. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's very important because otherwise... So it's they'll not uh, loving conduct. is not, not necessarily not disciplining. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it requires, parenting requires disciplining. 
and mm-hmm. you have to be following that you that that that's something that they need to know that that's non negotiable they'll throw a lot of tantrums and they will shout they will scream and parents just given very easily right. but that's not right. the right way it right. is nice to show affection it is nice to show your love towards them but don't allow them to have things their way they can't be parenting their parents that's something that is which is unacceptable that's the reason we have a lot of um, uh, young adults they they exhibit a lot of behavioral problems a lot of emotional problems when they grow up because they were never corrected which is why i mm-hmm. said always reward a positive behavior of your child and try to reinforce so that the adolescent when he or she grows knows the value you know of good right. behavior that he or she has to be respectful or there are certain uh, norms that they, that they need to follow otherwise they become very disobedient and rebellious and that's when they require some professional help of of a counselor since they are not able to handle um, the, the behavioral um, issues and then at, at a later phase they are very embarrassed we had a, a doctor she she's sorry mm-hmm. Okay. we had a we we had a, a a a doctor she was a dentist you know mm-hmm. and her parents were bureaucrats but that girl would go and bash up you know at the at the dental college she was doing her higher studies she was pursuing her masters and there she would go she would beat up you know boys and girls she would beat up the driver who who would be driving her to the college and she got into a habit of you know picking up fights and 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 then the late, later parents said you know yeah that's because we were pursuing our careers and we never stopped her and we allowed her to beat up the servants so right. it's it's very important to correct something which is unacceptable otherwise even when you grow up you would not understand that there is a problem because when you grow up you will feel no my parents were completely okay when i was beating up the driver's child or maybe i was beating up some servant boy so it is very very important that you need to correct the maladaptive behavior when uh, uh, the the person the child is is in the adolescent phase otherwise so, he or uh, she would think it's acceptable yes so you were uh, want to say that it's uh, basically leading by example like because you know if a parent is a bully yeah. the child thinks yeah that is what you know bullying is okay and uh, you know beating up is okay and acting badly is okay you know treating your you know uh, servants badly is okay so it's obviously yeah. that you know what the parent is doing is yeah. what is reflected on the child because and same thing like the parent uh, drinks at home but doesn't expect the child to to drink right. so right or smoking yeah. and things like that so because i see many you know uh, children who are or adults who are alcoholics they frequently say my alcoholism <laughs> runs in my family so yeah. um yeah. so how can you expect a child uh, to do mm-hmm. something or not to do something that you yourself are doing yeah right right because there's something called passive learning and right. every child tries to emulate his or her parent and that's right. the reason parents are not able to correct at times you know any negative or maladaptive behavior because mm-hmm. at this age they start questioning their own parents and their authority mm-hmm. you beat mm-hmm. up my mother mm-hmm. so how is it that if i'm beating up some schoolmate that that's not acceptable right so right. And, and the father feels that let me thrash and let me quite a no 
as right. you said, right. you have to live by example and you have to set a good example in front of your adolescent so that he also or she also becomes very responsible um, during their adulthood and not carry right. these, these traits uh, which are, which are uh, not acceptable by the society. Right. And obviously leads to major, major damage and dysfunction later in life or even earlier in life. Um, right. so, uh, if, um, so if, in spite of all this, in spite of doing everything, you know, you have a child who, you know, whom you're, it's hard to deal with them. Um, would you suggest counseling? Would you, um, you know, suggest looking out, uh, seeking help uh, rather than, you know, suppressing it, it you know, um, going out and, uh, you know, getting help from someone like you um, so that things can be fixed early rather than later? Yes, it's it's important, uh, Sami. I've seen that if, if the parents have identified that a child has a behavioral issue, it's very important that we address it at the right time, at the right age, so that right. they don't take that behavioral aberration to their adulthood. And um, it's important that the parents are very supportive and they need to give a guidance and they need to accept and admit that the child needs a professional help because right. it's a counselor who can identify better where the problem right. lies. Otherwise, the parent would try to blame the adolescent and the adolescent would in turn blame either the teacher or the parent. So it is very important and let let some professional uh, deal with the situation and try to find where, where the problem lies. So where the, the problem maybe, you know, is, is because some faulty communication in the family or maybe there is some conflict in the family or maybe, you know, at times the parents are not on the same page. If the mother makes mm -hmm. a certain rule and the father would try to, you know, find faults in that, so the child would try to side with the father. So it, it, it's the counselor who would try and find where the problem lies. And it, if we sort of uh, uh, correct it at the right time, uh, we can avoid any kind of further problems, emotional, behavioral for the adolescent as well as for the family. So it's important. Yes. So intervention uh, at the right time and early rather than late is... Uh, yeah. you know, is very important and uh, it's important to accept that something may be wrong and, you know, it's important to seek help, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, because your child's uh, health and well-being is the most important thing for you. Um, right. So, um, yeah, this was an excellent, excellent discussion and I actually learned a lot personally. I'm sure that it's going to help me uh, communicate with my child. And I'm sure our audience also learned a lot, uh, you know, about how all the different things which happen uh, in an adolescent's life and, uh, you know, how we can help them and uh, we can, um, you know, become essentially better better parents. So yes. uh, thank you very much, uh, Deepika, for um, talking with me today. And, um, you know, uh, I'm sure we can, uh, um, you know, um, talk more maybe later about other things. And maybe if the uh, audience uh, has any questions or doubts, uh, any information they want to uh, Deepika to delve a little more deeper, uh, we can definitely talk about that uh, at a later time. Um, you can post uh, your comments uh, uh, 
wherever you, um, you know, on Facebook or any other places where, um, you know, you can, um, you know, I'm available on social media and so is Deepika. You can send us messages and we will try our best to address those questions, maybe in a, in a separate podcast as a follow-up. Um, so thank you, Deepika. Um, great pleasure talking with you. And uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Um, we will have some more uh, useful stuff uh, later on. Thank you.